pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to the Chance Encounters podcast. Uh, we've been running board game cafes for about six years now. From hen to family reunions, first dates to breakups. We've learned how to find the perfect game for every situation. And now we want to find a fresh challenge. Every week, we'll be inviting a guest to, onto this podcast to put our board game knowledge to the test. They'll come armed with an abstract and absurd scenario, and it's up to us to figure out what that situation calls for and recommend a game that totally sinks their battleship. Whoever's recommendation our guest loves the most will score a point, and at the end of each series, one person will be crowned our Titan of Board Games. Ooh. I'm Richard Carsbrook. I'm one of the founders of Chance Encounters. Uh, I've been with them, obviously, for about six years now since we opened. Uh, it's been an interesting ride. I've learned quite a lot. Uh, and I love Tokaido. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here with Ben. Hello, I'm Ben from the Yogscast. Um, I stream, I make videos, and I'm a massive nerd who loves board games, um, particularly like strategy, war games, card games, that kind of thing. I'm Dickie Jordan. I've been with Chance Encounters for, a, like Richard says, a long time now, about six years. Um, I, uh, I'm just an enthusiastic nerd who's managed to turn it into a career, and I like Race for the Galaxy. Our guest this week is none other than Yogscast Daff. Hello, uh, I'm Daff. I, uh, I don't know what I do really. I do a lot of different things. <laughs> um, but I work for the Yogscast, and I'm the, oh, I don't know office manager social media manager and uh don't know some other stuff and i am a young welshman who enjoys board games not a massive board game head mm -hmm. but i do very much enjoy board games and i'm quite young in my board game uh enthusiasm mm. I'm, I'm i'm still being introduced to so many new board games so that's perfect that basically just means that everything is interesting yeah. and new and shiny being welcome mm. to the fold Absolutely, yeah yeah uh, whereabouts are you on the actual purchase of board games uh on the purchase of board yeah games. a lot of people who uh, are introduced to the hobby either get very enthused early on and they end up just buying all the board games they can get their hands on or are you a little bit more uh careful with what you're you're playing as it were at this point i'm not gonna lie I've never bought <laughs> because I play. I, I went to the Chance Encounters before, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, you know, you don't need to buy any of those games. You should buy a couple of beers. Perfect. Um, I work in the Oxcast office. We've got board games. We've got too many board games. We've literally got boxes of them down in the basement. And my good friend, Mike, who introduced me. So I'd not played any board games other than Monopoly and, I don't know, Connect Four. Is that a board game? Probably. Mm. And I got dropped. My mates, Mike said do you want to play this game called Twilight Imperium 4? <laughs> that oh. was your first oh, man. game. That's Trial the, the next fire. stage, right? And he was like, it's a big meaty game. And I was like, yeah, go on, that sounds really fun. And I, was, I had to get up to watch the rugby the next morning at six. We were playing for like 16 hours. Yeah, till four in the morning. And I was like, no, we're finishing it. And I absolutely loved it. It was so good. Um, so, yeah, since then I've been like oh working my way backwards. I like started at, it was like, What's that film? Memento? Oh, yeah. Oh, you God. start at the end. It's got thrown in at the deep end and you've slowly waded your way underwater into the shallows. 
And but, were, were you disappointed or relieved when they started getting like shorter and easier? I like something no. a bit meaty. We were playing, I was playing with Lewis the other day, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a space game mm. where it's almost like Legacy with a whiteboard. Roll for the, uh, no, Welcome to the Moon. Welcome to the Moon, yeah. That, we played that and that was really fun. But I do like something with a bit of meat to it, a bit of chunk. Mm. Okay. So the first time I played Twilight Imperium, I was playing the Barony of Letnev, who were like, Bad guys. He started the whole war, and my mate Dave, he's a nice guy, really good friends, and he was like, Can I just like pass through? And I was like, oh, I'd love to, but I'm the let never, aren't I? I can't, I can't let you through. I need to just fight you. So I do like something with a bit of role play and with a bit of a uh, bit of meat to it. So, based on the meat, are you more of a if it's below 10 hours, then you're just not going to play it? It's not enough for you. Yeah, 10 hours is pointless. You yeah. might as well just. <laughs> No, I think three hours is a good three hours is a good one. Brass Empire we've been playing recently. No, Brass Birmingham okay. we've been playing recently. So um, mm. that's like nice level, about three hours. So you've got, you, you're quite well versed in some board games. And yes, I think Dickie was immediately like, Connect 4 is definitely a board game. Yeah, if it's on the table, it's a tabletop game. That's how it works. Is like, Jenga a board game? Jenga is a tabletop game. I don't know. There's like, there's like this weird thin line, isn't there? You know, like I, I like Jenga a lot, though. I think it's it's hard to bet a Jenga. Like I, mm. I, I struggle to think of a dexterity game where I'm like, that's. I think you know, simple is good. A little elegant. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't get me wrong. We play every Jingle Jam. Well, we play our own homemade rules of called Benga which is nice. um, the vastly superior block tower building game. Other inferior copies are out there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great. I'm not, not disparaging Jenga. I'm just, no, no, where no. do you draw the line? You know, what's, what's a board game? I guess it's, it's just a game you play on a tabletop and you enjoy it. Why not? It's a board game. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, that seems to be the rule we go with at the cafe. Can, I just, can we quickly touch on that, Benga? Mm. What are the differences in rules? Because... I see you playing yeah. it for Christmas. Well, it's it's a um, it's a whew, it's, I think it's it's a living game that evolves over time. So I think the current edition is like seventy eight page rule book, mm -hmm. serious business. Um, I wouldn't bore you all with the the details. But one of the key differences in Benga is that um, when you're when you're moving, you're allowed to touch the tower with one hand with as many fingers as you like, right? So if you are pulling a piece out and the tower's starting to wobble, as long as you can keep hold of that piece, you can use your other fingers to, like, stabilise the tower and twist it and, and balance it, um, leading to some much more precarious... You, you can play for a lot longer that way. Um, and quite a few times it's just been about to tip, you've quickly caught it, and then you've got to try and rearrange the bricks with your thumb while holding onto the brick that you've removed. It's very tense. It sounds like when kids, you know, kids like come up with games and it's yeah. like, all right, then, that's the safe zone. <laughs> yeah, How can we uh, break this game to make it last even longer? longer. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I'm, I'm relieved, actually, because I was like, it's not one of these ones where you write on the pieces, is it? <gasps> like, I, have, I am old enough to have been to a lot of nerd weddings now, and so many of them have the Jengas where, like, you have to, as a, as a favour, you, you have to write, like, best wishes on a piece. Uh, oh. just, I, find it, I find it sacrilegious. It's awful. <laughs> How many people Don't are going to have your Jenga like that. a board game-based wedding and then be like, we're going to have Jenga. Jenga is the one that we want all of our family to know that we play. So every Christmas <laughs> they can give us the next holiday version of Jenga. <laughs> yeah, they've just got 16 copies of it. <laughs> exactly. See, you want Twilight Imperium. That's what I'm doing yeah. on my wedding. On exactly. <laughs> nice. The wedding oh. just goes on for, for many, many hours, and it's all because of the, the Twilight Imperium. And then uh, does everybody then on end up being clans? Are they playing each table as a certain... Yeah, each table is a different faction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you yeah, theme yeah. them up, right? Where am I sat? Oh, Letnev. <laughs> like, the amount of things you could say to relatives you don't like with a Twilight Imperium, like, table plan. Yeah, so you're, you're all playing. You're all playing. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but Twilight Imperium has uh, very loads of different races, and some they have, like, lion people, etc. Mm. At, at this point, would you see people cosplaying? Would it be, you have to bring your own yeah. main? Well, yeah, you have to be putting effort in. Yeah. If you're Hakan, you're dressing up like a lion. <laughs> <laughs> or you can bring a lion with you, whatever. <laughs> Today, we're not just here to chat, mm. chatting with Daff. What we're here to do is come up with that scenario. So, Daff, what have you come prepared with? So, do you know that, that, that famous picture of all the... Um, workmen, the construction men on top of the skyscraper. Oh, they're oh, yeah. Lunch. Okay, yeah. yeah. A board game that mm -hmm. they can play there on their lunch break. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. 
I am, yes. High-rise action. The cogs are whirring. This is great. love this. Does this need to be aimed... Are you one of these workmen? I'm one of these workmen, and I've been working on this really large skyscraper. We haven't got any safety harnesses. We don't need them, really. But <laughs> we get a bit boring up on, on this skyscraper. Mm. I've eaten my sandwich already. I dropped my flipping coffee down. <laughs> uh, and I want someone to keep me occupied. My friends as well. We're all into board games. Um... So we're just looking Ooh. for something that we can play on the fly. Okay. Uh, so the first thing is we're going to take all the extra coffee cups, though, just litter every office, and we're mm -hmm. going to donate them to this this workforce who keeps dropping their coffee cups over the side. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what sort of uh, so we, uh, you, would you think it's going to be a dexterity based game? Do you, what would you like to I mean, do? I, I would think that like Ben gets out immediately. Yeah, <laughs> like because yeah. like well, as soon as I mean, I mean that is how Jenga works. When the pieces fall, the game's over. But like, mm. I mean, the hazards. It's very serious business. Also, you're spending all day putting girders and buildings and towers together. You don't know what you want to do on your time off. That's true. Like. You say this is time off. Is this like a lunch break, or yeah. is this yeah? So this isn't once the day. But this over. is a okay. you know. So we want something quick. It doesn't have to be quick. I've I've seen like builders' work breaks. <laughs> they can last True. a long time while they wait for the next truck yeah, to yeah. turn up or the the equipment they need. Like sometimes they're sat there having cups of tea for like three I mean, or four once, hours. Once you're up there as well, who's going to come and tell you off? Like honestly, what supervisor mm. can be bothered to get up like? 18 it's a management free zone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is perfect. He has got binoculars, but okay. it will be all right. Can't really see. Um, We're above the clouds at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a really high skyscraper. Um, but yeah, so it can be sometimes half, like Ben said, sometimes mm -hmm. half an hour, mm -hmm. sometimes four hours. You know. So the people you're playing with are they going to be? Are they? Uh, have they ever played a board game? Are they going to scoff when you suggest a board game? Uh, they're going to assume that it's Monopoly. Okay. I, I'm going to say sure. that, okay? My, mm -hmm. my workmates aren't the uh, aren't the most skilled board gamers, but mm. they they at, at this point up on the skyscraper when mm -hmm. you're fobbing work off and you're not doing anything, they'll play anything. They'll get into anything. You mean they're meant to be working? Mm. Okay, but maybe not the most complicated thing that requires you have yeah, played three or four other games to understand the mechanics. What a kind of gateway game, kind of uh, bit of. Something easy, something accessible. Yeah. I feel like if we've got this situation where Jenga or, or any other form of dexterity game, it might not be a great idea because these people are living life on the edge. <laughs> They're not going to find tension of Jenga or anything similar to that oh, at all. Are they? They're just going to be totally like, yeah, they're numb to it. Exactly. That's not yeah. tense at all. Falling? Pff, got over that years ago. Exactly. <laughs> this is one foot tall. Who cares about that? The other thing I'm worried about when we say dexterity games, like the trauma that would be caused by a pigeon flying into your like oh. Jenga tower. True. I mean that is I mean that is halfway through a game. Mm. I mean I mean you see a bird die as well. That's not you know, that's not what you want. Who is the winner then? If it's your turn and the pigeon flies, do you lose? I think you do, don't you? Yeah, yeah if it yeah. falls when it's yeah, your absolutely. go, you're left holding the yeah. holding the bag on that. Is it officially that as soon as you touch the tower, it's your go? Because I mean, isn't it up I'd until play. the point at the, which... The, in, in Jenga, the inferior tower-based yeah. game, um, <laughs> it, it's five seconds after five you've, seconds. you've dropped your piece. Gotcha. So and there is a time the next person's go. So it can be your go and it can fall over before you've touched it. Yeah. It's, it's harsh mistress. Oh, no. So we've also said the term uh, dexterity-based games. Mm. Dicky, can you explain perhaps what a dexterity-based game is? So basically any game where you're using your hands, right? So anything that's got balance or a kind of a bit of a skill-based, I guess, like flicking as well. Oh, like a tiddlywinks kind of situation. Oh, or yeah. a sabutio. Is sabutio a sabutio board game? as well. Is it a board game? It's very popular, so we'll, we'll take it into the fold so that we can just be like, yeah, loads of people play board games, right? Yeah. It makes some stats look amazing. <laughs> How many board games have you played? Well, I've played Sabutio about 100 times. Does that count? Yeah. yeah. And Monopoly. I mean, it, I still say it's on the table. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Darts, not a board game. That's on the wall. <laughs> but it, it's it is a board, board though. though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, my mind is blown. Maybe, maybe we need to set up a definition of what this board game is, because it seems to be very, very yeah. fluid at the moment. Let's put this Dickie. conversation on hold yeah. until we define board game. <laughs> okay. I've, you know, I've been to the Chance Encounters um, a couple of times. I went there on a date once, and... Um, really helpful stuff really really helpful stuff showing mm. me uh, all these board games going through and 
eventually we just played Scrabble. Scrabble's a board game, right? Yeah, de- yeah definitely. Sure. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, 100% is. Just like one of the more traditional ones. Um, I think it was just we were a little bit fried, but quite embarrassingly, I had the worst RNG ever in, in, <laughs> in, in um, Scrabble, and I swapped Zs. Do you know when you can do like the Hail Marys and swap them all? Mm-hmm. Swaps like Qs and Ws for Zs and Xs, and oh. I was so pissed off. I flipped the board. Oh no! <laughs> and uh, when you one of the Chance Encounter staff came over and like, oh, is everything okay? I was like, yes, it's fine. <laughs> so I think. No Scrabble. <laughs> if you can put a complete any any word games, mm. I, I I I don't fancy because uh, you flipping a board on a skyscraper, mm. you're never getting that back, yeah. are you? No, I mean this done. this is a good idea. Like, are there any other like instant turnoffs in board gaming yeah. for you? Like anything else that's like an, uh, just no? Um, I think D and D is something I've not played before but i then i'm not sure mm-hmm. i think it would take i think that's like next level that's this a the, bit intimidating well this role playing like oh dave i'd love to buy on the let nev and then there's dave being like ah oh, let me come through and then me going like fuck you dave so if you have to provide your own cape and sword then maybe that's a no <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay Okay, so more not, more, not more historic construction equipment, capes and swords. You it's know, true. Yeah, and capes are very dangerous, as we found out in the Incredibles. Right? Yeah, you don't want that up on the no, tower for sure. No. I feel like if you're up, if you're up constructing like steel beams mm. and stuff, you want to be at least a dwarf. But it like, feels like <laughs> yeah. if you're able to go in with uh, a, a bigger hammer, a war hammer per se, then you might get some extra cred with the guys. You get more done, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Smashing it. Yeah. But I think I think you're right. I think like RPGs. Uh, Historically, not massively popular with construction workers. Uh, yeah. not, not, not super accessible. I think. Like, I feel like there's a ba- yeah. there's a bigger barrier to entry. Like, explaining, showing someone how a board game works is quite different to. Now you have to imagine this whole world I'm going to describe to you. Like, that's a whole different kind of level of buy-in. Mm. Um, well, I think that board D and D is now cool. It's become cool. Same with gaming. You know, gaming yeah. was never cool, and now it is. Uh, so I think Stranger Things helped, and just how much more mainstream it is but yeah it's totally it's not as accessible and um i think you need a good group of people and i think my friends growing up i could never play D &D with them because they'd be like oh this is lame um (laughs) but yeah i think it is just that next next step of actually rping Mm. you kind of have to take it a little bit more seriously um so yeah, the construction lads. So you'd perhaps know. be a little bit surprised if one of them came up and be like, "Oh, I'm actually a level sixteen elf." Uh, <laughs> we uh, okay, no worries. So we think your your friends, your work buddies, aren't going to be into that sort of thing. So we're going cool. back to the the regular sort of board game. Mm. Do we do we want a board? Are we? How often do you flip board games? Is this is this a trait with you, or do you prefer, uh, or is it just when you get particularly mad? Uh, I, I think. Scrabble, Scrabble is something that I'm normally good at, I'm, so uh, maybe that's why I got so annoyed at it. Uh, <laughs> I get the urge to flip the board. Like, yeah. do you know on TTS, on Tabletop Simulator? Yeah, you, there is a button for the flip button. I don't know why they put it, but I have, like, almost done it. Someone's locked it immediately. They're just like, oh, we're playing with Daft today. I have locked that button. He is not going to be able to use it. I've only ever flipped the board ones i have okay we normally play whoever wins gets the pleasure of flipping the table i think it's a good compromise yeah it's it's probably why the table's right? so battered then ben, <laughs> doing it after every board game so going back to it you uh you said that when you came to chance encounters we had helpful staff mm. and you flipped the board game and that's presumably one of the only times you've ever flipped the board i don't think we did a good job there um it was so i i went on it was on a day, and uh, I don't know, just didn't fancy anything too meaty. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it was the staff's fault. <laughs> Could have been. It's on us. Okay, yeah. right. We're on the edge. You flipped the board. I feel like we yeah. should, we're going to climb up this tower. We're going to present Dav and his friends this board game, and we might get we might get flipped off of this tower if we're not yeah. careful. It needs to be a good recommendation. Yeah. Oh no, we're going to get that's, this. Is Sparta some high stakes? I didn't think we were going <laughs> to literally have physical issues going on here. I, yeah. I I couldn't defend myself. I'm not like I no. you know rolling dice hasn't prepared us for this sorts of things. <laughs> I, and I I do expect you to come up and deliver it to us. Oh no, okay. Yeah, yeah. Do we also have to do the teach as well? 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's part of the job. It is. You can't just hand someone a game and go figure it out. Oh, just, it would be a very harsh after recommendation, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just on a on a little clip tie kind of uh, carabiner like right just like because <laughs> yeah. you want to have hands free i'm a when i teach games i'm a very flappy handed man mm-hmm. like uh, mm. you know gestures i don't know i got maybe, a I, maybe i'm italian you're gonna lose <laughs> the the street cred though if you go up wearing safety gear and they're not wearing safety gear richard i'm wearing safety gear okay <laughs> <laughs> there is absolutely no way we're talking full I, um, harness here <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah everything's on show oh, yeah like construction yeah. like uh, you know uh hard hat the whole mm-hmm. thing Goggles, don't know why. Pigeons, maybe. Yeah. Recently, yeah. I've been into a few construction sites, and mm-hmm. even when they're like completely fine, just casually, just casually, yeah, yeah, it's, it's what I fair, do. Just let you walk in. Exactly. <laughs> like if you put a hard hat on, everyone's just like, oh, okay, this guy obviously needs to be here. <laughs> yeah. High vis. Oh, we yeah. can see him walking around. This is totally fine. Yeah, it is amazing what you can get away with with a high vis jacket and a clipboard. Oh, People yeah, don't yeah, ask yeah. questions. They don't want to get stuck into whatever you're doing. That's how I got this job. At some point, they just started paying me cash in hand, and I thought this is great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I. I'm thinking game-wise, you want something where you're holding cards. Nothing nothing laid down, nothing on on a table or that, a, on, on a beam. Again, mm. though, if, if we've got cards going on, is mm. that going to be a, is, that's gonna be a flight risk at this point? Uh, the, you know, we, we deal with tools, so mm, we, don't, we don't really drop them. I'm a bit yeah, clumsy yeah. with my coffees. Um, <laughs> Are you the only one that's clumsy with the coffees? To be honest, I'm not going to lie. That's for an oat milk. It's almond milk. The truth comes out. <laughs> yeah. But we are, uh, yeah, we are uh, used to hmm. dealing with equipment and holding on to. So I think, mm-hmm. yeah, something I, like a, you could you could clip a board down onto the beam. I think you know, get a get mm. a. Um, like a like a vice grip on it. Yes. We're all handy men and women. Mm-hmm. We're all we all we can we can build we can build things. We can build like a little platform if we need to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we got nothing better to do, like work. Yeah, still waiting on that crane. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's it? What would it be like? How windy would it be up there at this point? Like we've just literally had a storm. Mm. So I'd be really cared that careful that you know safety safety would be an issue. But these guys are just they know their business exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it might be a bit windy though. Something a bit too puzzly. Not not a million pieces. Mm. Not tokens galore. Hungry hungry hippos. <laughs> uh, maybe not. I mean that would have an unfair advantage, wouldn't it? Because there's always going to be someone who's the balls would just be coming straight for their hippo and they'd just be like, oh, I'm just winning everything at this point. You'd have to do a bit like tennis and have to I swap, swap around. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, I think I've got, I don't know if it's the best idea. I've got an idea. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Okay, so there's a game I played um, last week. It's very, um, it's called Liberation. And it's, uh, it's, it's called a wallet game. Mm-hmm. And effectively, it's the size of like a business card, a little fold-out plastic wallet with like 20 cards in. And it's very um, component light. There's no dice. There's no tokens. There are, there's just 12 cards and a, and a board made out of four cards. So the board is randomized out of these four cards. Um, you could pin those, clip those down. They're not moving all game. That's easy enough. So it's very small. You know, you're talking about like a six-inch square that you can easily fit between you on the girder. And the item theme of it is really, really relatable. It's um, one player is uh, like the evil empire, like from Star Wars, and the other player is the insurgency trying to like overthrow this tyrannical empire. 
So the Empire's player's job is to conquer the galaxy, spread out and hunt down the rebels. The rebels' player is to hide and eventually get enough support to last long enough to win the game. But it only takes half an hour a game. So you can fit this in your lunch break and you're not carrying a big box around with you. You just got to slap it in your wallet even. It's like, it's absolutely tiny. You can play it or you, and if you've got more time, you can swap sides, play a second game, spend an hour on it, play, like get to see both sides of the coin. Um, mechanics are really straightforward. It's just, uh, it's essentially, it's like, um, it's kind of a memory game in that there's, there's maybe 12 planets, A to whatever the 12th letter is, K, M, L, one of those <laughs> around there somewhere. Um, You'd have to sing the song. <laughs> I'd have to. Who's <laughs> got time for that? So um, the rebel players get, selects one of the cards, puts it face down. That's where their secret base is. And they've basically got to play um, until every time the deck runs out, that's the end of an act. It's three acts. If, they, if they're still alive at the end of the third act, they win. So the, um, the Empire player is drawing cards, but every time they draw a card, that's, that's making the game get closer to ending. But it gives them more information. They don't have to draw cards, and they have to start remembering which planets they've seen go into play, which ones they haven't seen yet. Each planet has a special ability, so they can spend their card to like conquer more of the galaxy or to send spies out. But every time they use a card, they've got to draw more cards, thus running down the clock faster. So it's a kind of a resource management slash memory game, cat and mouse, hiding hidden base game. And like I say, it takes half an hour, takes up no space at all. Why not swap sides on a, on a longer break? Okay. I, I like the idea of it. There's something nice about, because that's the problem with the Meteor games, mm. the three-hour, uh, it always happens. I always play with people who have who um, who've played the game before. So about an hour into that three-hour game, you think, oh, that's what I should have been doing all game. You're like, oh, okay, that's like... And it's annoying because you have to finish the game. You have two hours to finish it. And mm. by, the, by, the, by the time you play it again, you've completely forgotten. Me, personally, yeah. I've completely forgotten. So there's something quite nice about a half-an-hour game where you can play it, figure it out, and think, okay, cool, I know, I know what I want to do next time. Because mm. sometimes when I'm teaching a complicated game... Um, we all agree that we'll play for about 30, 40 minutes and then we'll just start again. Because everyone has that feeling of like, oh, it's taken me half an hour to really understand the mechanics and mm. I, everything I've done is wrong. You know, I've, I've bought something that's actually an end game thing that's given me victory points. I should have bought the thing that's going to give me more income or whatever it is. And everyone's a lot happier if we've got the time mm. to do that. So yeah, I know exactly what you mean. When you're trying to teach someone who hasn't played a lot of games, dumping them into a three-hour game where they're going to be kind of miserable after an hour because they know they've done everything wrong and they're so far behind. Um, it's not the best intro. It sounds like a great idea. That's actually something that we definitely need to do. It, it uh, is like the high-level version of like a practice round, isn't it? It's mm. great. Like, I, I do it with a lot of my games as well. And like certainly when I'm playing with like people who are new to games, mm -hmm. I, practice round is like one of these things that outside of the world of board gaming is just the norm. Mm. Like, so many of my friends expect a practice round. Like I'll be like really deep into a game and like being like, right, and I've got my next 18 turns planned. And then they're like, no, but that was the practice round. Surely <laughs> oh, uh, no. you've got to stop. Like, oh, no, if you don't know that that's what's going on, that's I so know. upsetting. Oh, it's, it's crushing. <laughs> but like, no, I think, I think something like that is sensible. Like, and I know a lot of people who teach games at cons and stuff, they'll do that intentionally. Hmm. They'll like, pretend like they're not going to have and they're like, now you understand the rules now we play properly like it's a it's a really good way of doing things uh, it's a great idea i've never done it i've never even heard of it really mm. and it can be when you're playing a game for the first time especially with proper board game head some people i won't name any names but <laughs> <laughs> but some people can kind of pressure you into into taking your turn quicker mm. uh, and so you just rush you're like oh i guess i'll just do this and you do some really stupid decisions when you don't, uh, when none of your cards or anything has synergy, and you're just kind of like sat there waiting. So, a practice round is a great idea. But the beauty of this game that you pitched me, what's it called again? Liberation. Liberation, yeah. I feel like I've definitely heard of it. Hmm. I, I haven't played it. Um, you would need a practice round because it's only half an hour. That's it. Your first game is just the practice round. And then you, then you can swap sides or play the same sides again and actually feel like, okay, I get it now. Because in that first game, you're pretty chucking away cards not knowing how valuable they are when you're, when you're drawing. Um, yeah, I think planets is cool. You get a lot of uh, 
Creative freedom with planets and it's mm. be as colourful as you want and as interesting yeah. as you want. And you can role play Empire and Rebels pretty easily enough. Everyone's seen Star Wars; they know the general gist, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm obsessed with these wallet games. By the way, I think they're brilliant. Like, it's um, it's this beautiful company. Is it a button shy game? I button think? shy, yeah. yeah. And like, they have this one design philosophy that every single one of their games is 18 cards or less. That's the limit. So, like, really easy to like manipulate and and have in your hands which is the safest place for these cards mm. presumably <laughs> but ironically you were having issues with taking these games and then losing them because they're so small i know yeah i like i i have like one in each tote bag just like <laughs> lurking <laughs> like hidden away in like crevices of my board game storage but yeah like they're beautiful yeah it's good, it's good to always have one when um you have a big board gaming night you play something big like um you know like you were saying brass birmingham that takes like three or four hours mm. and then if you've got some time left at the end of the evening a little half an hour game to like wind down that's less pressure it's a nice um nice way to cap it off yeah yeah we normally have a few drinks when we play board games so mm. uh we've had a few games ruined because we're all too good <laughs> <laughs> um, everyone's just making bad choices at two hours in <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but then like someone like a code names or something to finish it off mm. um it's always yep. fun i've yeah, seen uh, code names on a number of tv shows recently as well oh, really yeah um there's literally oh, i say that and immediately forget the name of it there's um but i mean they're, they're everywhere did you see wingspan made it onto cory Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh my it was god! Massive. Like they were like, I fancy playing some board games this afternoon. I think Scott wants to play Wingspan. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Like, whoever oh it was though, that pushed for that, they'd have been like, no one knows what this game is. Here's Wingspan. It looks really pretty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they just they get on. They're just like, yes, I can't believe they accepted this. They weren't just pulling out Monopoly or Scrabble or any of these. Yeah, yeah. My god, that that like, feels like a watershed moment for board gaming. Yeah, like, like that's one, like the most thing, mainstream you can get. Absolutely, it's one thing seeing like code names and you call Catan in the back of Big Bang Theory and you're like oh, mm. I expect this but like Cory I mean it was yeah. jarring yeah it was it mm. was like a, a wow moment but yeah it was great but then you know people who don't like board games like mm. Monopoly or like Risk even but Monopoly is like the game that every family has played mm. but and no offence to any Monopoly lovers Monopoly is a bad board game mm -hmm. it's I personally think it's a bad board game I play with my best mate Jim who is uh, he's got a degree in accounting and he's great with numbers and he always fucking wins. He always <laughs> wins. <laughs> Have you read the rule book? No. No one plays the actual rules of Monopoly. That's the thing. Everyone's got their own house rules. It's bizarre that... I don't know why. that It's the only game I've encountered where just people just make up the rules. Yeah, this is, it's, it's a situation where people are taught. It's almost like an inherited knowledge at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's like so an oral tradition of exactly. Monopoly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's always your parents or somebody else is teaching you and you're just like, okay, that's it. I've never read a rule book. In fact, did they even include it in the game? <laughs> yeah. Well, it probably got lost 20 years ago. Like, like everyone's version of Monopoly is so battered and handed down from like their grandparents or something. My, my family actually got into a big argument with another family up the road who they're playing uh, Rummy Cub with mm -hmm. and it went on for years when they were disagreeing about a very specific rule that was going on mm -hmm. it turned out that they were just had two different copies and they, each of them had the <gasps> they were they had the right rules oh wow but the rule books were different <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so i wonder if that's ever been the situation with monopoly but there's uh, there's a bunch of situations where like they uh, people going like yeah no that's not the rule the rule is that i do this and i win you know and yeah, exactly we, yeah, we always put all our money in free parking all the fines in the middle like yeah, why don't yeah. you do that rule that's a really <laughs> fun rule it also breaks the game rule <laughs> yeah i yeah. know oh, i put i don't know i've got I, when i was a kid i really enjoyed playing monopoly um and then i got older and i really and i played other games and realized i didn't actually like it at all mm. but i genuinely think monopoly has done like so much harm for people getting into board games there's yeah. probably a lot of people who would love board games but they played monopoly and they were like that sucks and then they've never looked at board games again and that's the annoying thing is that if you play if you can spend how long does it take two hours to play monopoly oh sometimes like oh, longer yeah. it can just go on and on and on i heard about 16 hours recently but if, yeah. <laughs> what really okay yeah. go on. <laughs> but if, you, if, you, if you can spend two hours three hours playing monopoly you can spend two three hours playing another more fun board game mm. um so yeah i'm glad so, that they didn't use monopoly for i um sorry. i i babysat some uh, some of my friends kids the other day and got them into what i call board games like the, <laughs> stuff that, the stuff that we like mm -hmm. and kind of you know playing lots of like dexterity games with them and like you know games with the toy factor and then they've gone back and they they still want to play board games but all my friend has is monopoly and this little girl bless her she 
playing Monopoly with her mum and she just won't let it end. No. She's like, oh no, mummy, you're bankrupt. Here, have some money. I'll help you out, mummy. Just like, when, when does the game end? end? Like, yeah, it just like, doesn't. How like, do you see this happening? Money, like, yeah. <laughs> terrible. So I'm being, I'm being cursed by my friends at the minute. Um, I actually have uh, a significantly lighter recommendation. A lighter recommendation than Absolutely. 18 cards? I've got 18 gone, cards and 20 minutes. I'm leaning into this, what is a board game? Mm. Where, okay. where, where does the tabletop line finish? All right. And I think, for, the, for up there, I think Clask is a really, really good recommendation. Clask, if you've not seen it, sorry, Clask, if you've not seen it, it's, it's kind of like if you cross air hockey with uh, kind of pinball, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you each have uh, a kind of goal on either side of the table, and then you have a magnetic paddle that you're hel- holding underneath the table uh, that you use to kind of move around your kind of air hockey puck kind of thing that's going to hit the ball towards the other person's goal. Really simple game, but like brilliant for. Um, a couple of goes and I think like the meat here is going to come from being able to play it multiple times in the same lunch break like the skill on a dexterity game is always when you've played it like 10 12 times and you get really good at it like I've seen people who are excellent at Clask mm. kind of get really into it there are also multiple ways of scoring right so you've got one yeah, is absolutely. get the ball in the hole which yeah. everyone can kind of associate with or mm-hmm. you've got the situation of uh, there are three <laughs> So, three like beads in the middle right and then yeah. if you get two of those attached then you you lose a point or your opponent mm-hmm. gets a point so it becomes a situation of if you get really good at guarding your hole then you end up starting to try and hit the ball in such a fashion that you can get these beads attached to your opponent and it yeah. becomes ah, quite yeah yeah it's like a stalemate breaker if you're both quite good yeah and, uh, you yeah, can yeah. Your alternate strategy like i reckon you could fit a whole tournament into a lunch break mm. up on those beams which is great get everyone involved that's what i'm kind of i do at. see an ulterior motive here i feel like maybe you've picked a game that almost doesn't even need any explanation because it's literally just hit the ball mm. into the hole they'll get it immediately so yep. you don't have to put on all the safety gear and go <laughs> yeah, up to the top of the tower, tower. That's absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> not saying i'm scared of heights but i'm uh, definitely scared of pigeons <laughs> <laughs> please don't pick me i don't want to win this situation <laughs> But there's yeah. also so there's a two-player version and a four-player version if i'm correct yeah i'm i'm thinking purely the two-player version just because mm-hmm. it's, it's going to fit really nicely on the beam it's like a good size for a beam i reckon like so you've uh, got the perfect shot so you've got the the guy straddling the beam and you've got a friend straddling it the other side absolutely and they're yeah. playing mm. their clasps right. yeah and it's all magnetic so it's not going to ping off and shoot, shoot yeah off. exactly i mean you'd obviously have some spare balls like obviously you'd, you'd have to you'd <laughs> the amount of times that they ping off or in some situation so at that point can you imagine someone trying to grab the ball as it goes and then just losing balance oh my god and that would be like, you I, yeah no I, that, that would be me yeah like, I, in, in any situation i'm always the most likely to die I just, I'm, I'm an incapable man that has spent far too much of my life learning about board games and nothing else <laughs> I think it's a great idea, yeah. Um, the magnet, I think it's really well fit for what we're doing. Kind of, some of the lads like football and stuff, and it's easy to explain. Yeah, it is like one of the most accessible games in the cafe. I think, it, like, part of the reason is it just looks incredible. Like, it's this monolith on the table. Mm-hmm. You get out of the box and kind of show people, and they're immediately excited. Like, you can't, like, from the cafe, it is like an instant win. Like, it's the easiest win in the cafe for me. It's pretty unusual if you bring it out and then the next table that's seeing these guys play would in, essentially be like hey i want to play that game can, can you can you put me on the list the queue yeah, yeah. for that board game I, I call it a yawn game you know like oh, it's you infectious people, yeah exactly yeah. contagious people see it and they're like mm-hmm. yeah no. i've said the word yawn i'm gonna yawn i know <laughs> you did that, right? um but yeah i think that's i i've you in particular get really into rich you get really into a class tournament i've seen oh, you, I've seen you that, at a class are tournament. we getting into board flipping territory uh almost <laughs> i did actually enter a, so at the uk games expo convention i entered into the class tournament uh, i got pretty far i think i got into like the semi-finals mm. uh, and then the winner of that kind of ended up going into 
Uh, I had, they actually travelled to like yeah, Norway, Finland. Finland. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, the, the the worlds are held in Helsinki. Yeah, but yeah, I'm actually thinking of a different tournament that we held at the cafe that you entered. Oh, what and would then, that be? And then, and then <laughs> have no memory of this. Happened happen to like I think you got to the final and like I just my memory of it is just you in the corner being like everyone's going to think it's fixed. Everyone's <laughs> going to think it's rigged. Like, <laughs> I literally remember that. That was a situation where I was like, is it okay for the owner to be playing in this tournament? Tournament, and then I was just like, I can't win this. I can't win it. If I win it, do I then give it to somebody else? But then, do I bequeath them the crown? Or? Yes, I've essentially given myself a trip to Helsinki at yeah. this point. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Did you throw it? Uh, I didn't throw it. I actually just lost because they were better than me. So oh, it that's felt the perfect good. solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some relief there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, so what you're saying is you tried to give yourself a trip to Helsinki. I did. I was like, you know what? I could do with a holiday. <laughs> I think it was the early days of the cafe as well. So I had no money. So I was yeah, just like, yeah. yeah, why not have a trip to Helsinki? That'll be fine. Uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's not as easy as it looks. Definitely not. Because we, we have, well, we had a copy in the office. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know where it went. We've seen it, We've seen it around for a while. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. It's really colourful, really easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can see maybe some board flipping. Yeah. <laughs> but it's magnets anyway, so it's fine. Exactly. At least when you find it, they'll, all the pieces will be still attached. It's <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the final recommendation. Mm. I'm I'm going lighter than... I'm not going lighter than class. That's <laughs> impossible at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's actually just one piece. No, you flip uh, a coin. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's who can ever... It's basically who can guess that coin. It's heads, heads, tails. <laughs> No, um, the way the one that I would probably recommend is it's called King Domino. So this is a fairly quick game. Once you actually have like the rules down, you can pretty much do it in about fifteen minutes. Um, it is based off uh, dominoes uh, in some fashion. So each there are about forty-eight tiles in the box, and each tile has two sides. Um, it's a game that can play between two and four people, and it is actually very good at two players and four players. Three something is slightly lost so you pretty much want to be on evens anyway and the aim of the game is to have the most points as with most board games at the end of the game um and it's just this really pretty kind of like tile laying game where you are you have a little castle to begin with uh, and you're the king or queen of your uh domain and the situation is that you're trying to lay down these dominoes to build up the territory around you um so in a, there are a few rules as to the placement, so you have to keep it within like a 5x5 five five grid. There's some extra rules which encourage you to try and keep your castle in the middle and lay down all of your tiles. Um, but it's played over a certain number of rounds where if you take the really good tile, then it means that you're getting to pick last in the next round. And you play over a series of these, these picks where you're going to be uh, each time taking turns in trying to select one of these tiles and it's 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 beautiful to kind of see your surroundings being built up it's very simple i've played this with like an eight-year-old and they totally got it um and beat me as well so (laughs) um but it's 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 colorful it's a small box game not quite as small as a wallet game but it actually is quite easy to to take around and you could probably even pull it out of the box stick it in a small bag it's quite versatile um it's so I'm just wondering now, how are you building the blocks? Like, is it, in a, is it laying flat? Are you building them up? So this is uh, flat. So it's in like a grid. It's, it's called five by five grid because each square represents like a, a one thing. And you're playing it down onto the table or probably wouldn't fit onto a girder. You'd probably I, no, not I be able to have I think it'd be close. I think actually, yeah? the, I, I always think these beams have got to be wider than I think, right? Okay. Like, I imagine them as a tightrope and then you probably see them and they're like, you know. Yeah, they're probably about like, yeah. I don't know, eight, yeah. ten inches yeah. wide or something like that. I mean, right? I'm always seeing them from the ground, so it's hard to tell <laughs> if they're just small or far away, right? Like it's, uh, but yeah, no, I think they're always probably bigger than you think. I guess if you can get maybe both of your shoes on that girder, then you can get King Domino on it. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would agree. So uh, it's, it's really great. And then you score based on, uh, there's crowns and the number of contiguous words uh it's but basically, a really unique scoring system yeah, it is like but it's, it's also really obvious when you kind yeah, of get to exactly. it it's a very visual game and i think 
something that leans into a game that they've already probably played before means that mm. it's not a huge learning curve. Um, and the other thing is it's super repetitive. Like you can play it and it'll be a good game with multiple people. Yeah. Um, and based on what tiles come out, your strategy changes because you have to try and make the best of what is coming out. So it's not, it's, it's, it's a nice combination between skill and uh, luck. To, but at the same time, the new people who are playing, because you've got that issue where if you're playing a game and they've played it 100 times, you're not necessarily going to be competitive. With this game, you can be. Yeah, I think you were aiming for replayable, but you went for repetitive. Like, yeah, yeah probably you've the... Got to, you've, got to, you've got to really sell it, Rich. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Sorry, it's super repetitive. <laughs> you just really don't want to play over and over again. And it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's it. I I love this game. I think it's great. See, but, yeah. I just want Scrabble now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> After all of that, if I can't have Scrabble, there is a Welsh Scrabble. Have you played that game? I have played Welsh Scrabble. Uh, yeah. well, well, first, first language Welsh. Just a but... bag of Y's and L's and W's. <laughs> <laughs> I can do everything with this. This is all I ever needed. <laughs> Do you want to play sometime? <laughs> yeah, this is definitely <laughs> right. I just I, have to trust you every time. Like, exactly. I, I kind of would love to play Welsh Scrabble as someone who knows no Welsh at all. Just guess. Like, I, I, if there's enough L's and enough Y's, I'm probably somewhere around the right answer there. We, no, Y's. We have the same amount of Y's. What people uh, say. Fair enough. It's like, oh, it's like you sat on a keyboard. It's one of them. Because <laughs> um, you have a lot of and others and and as well yeah I don't even know how to spell CH oh okay CH um, yeah I have played Ralph Scrabble I mean it's probably another one of those where if, you, if you're into a certain thing like you're into Star Wars and they're going to buy you Star Wars Monopoly as soon as they know you're Welsh they're probably like oh we'll get you Welsh Scrabble <laughs> so it's probably a very unoriginal yeah. get, sell at that point I've got Welsh Monopoly as well oh, yeah. yeah I've got Welsh Risk uh, I, mean, I mean the other thing King Domino's just come out with Dragomino and like that's what's more Welsh than dragons. Oh, there you go. So another. So I'm hoping you are. I shouldn't really. This is yeah. great. Yeah. No, yeah. I go for the Welsh one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, honestly, yeah, I'll take it. Um, it's a little bit unfair. If I ever meet anyone from Wales, I immediately love them. Yeah. Like, away from oh, Swansea, I'm like, yes, come here, mate. Um, so that maybe, but yeah. I'll t- so what is it? Dragon or um, Dragomino? Omino. Dragomino. Same yeah, but yeah. with dragons. Either that or drag queens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for filling that in. I suddenly thought of what a great game that would be. <laughs> just yeah, just lining up drag queens, matching them, and all that. Yeah, it's yeah. sponsored by RuPaul. RuPaul board yeah. game. When? Yeah. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. Huh? Well, they made a uh, oh, what's it called the the Queen's Gambit. Oh Queen's yeah, yep. there's a Queen's mm. Gambit board game. Yeah, so the Queen's Gambit—they <laughs> made chess cool, fair play. Watch the series, and I loved it. Yep. But yeah, they made a Queen's Gambit board game, which is chess, right? Well, apparently, it's not chess. No. That's the weird it's, thing. Yeah. I haven't played it. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's not chess, but it is. It's like all chess pieces, mm. and then yeah, you're essentially kind of moving bits around the board like you would in chess but it's yeah just, but it's just it different sounded like it was a cash grab from the get-go when you're like mm. oh queen's gambit that's chess that's what everybody says and they're like no it's not chess and you're like what is this why yeah they have made they have made uh, a kit that you can change your guess who into guess rue that's, that's, oh, that's how that they, sounds that's, amazing. That's how they've got into the board game. Kind of, you knew they, were, you knew it was coming. But yeah, like yeah, it's print mm-hmm. and play that you just stick on top of all the normal kind of. I love it. Cis is, do they look fabulous? <laughs> I think it's just different drag queens. That, yeah, do look amazing. Like it's all existing drag queens and stuff. But like rather than Henry, like all of the characters in Guess Who just look like they're from Slough, and I can't explain mm. why. <laughs> Have you ever tried to play subjective Guess Who? It's no. where you play Guess Who, but you're only allowed to ask questions that there's no definitive answer to. So you'd say, like, you know, is your character, does it look like you'd be scared of them in a dark alley? Can you yeah. trust, would you lend money to this person? Have they ever been train spotting? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm it's much more fun. <laughs> so, sometimes it's unsolvable just because you have yeah. different opinions and you like, you go, well, it can't be that guy. <laughs> but. but this, yeah, it's all subjective. That's a great idea. I love that. I think Boba played it like a subjective Pokemon guess who. Oh, wow. Okay. And then it was a, a, all a, a very similar situation, but it was trying to as- ascribe these personalities through Pokemon. And it, was, <laughs> yeah. it was very interesting to watch. 
I want to play that now. That, that. Yeah, that's <laughs> the yeah. winner. <laughs> it's not even a board game that's currently out at this point. <laughs> no, you just play normal up. Guess Who. Because you don't need different pieces. So, you know, it's just an alternate home, home rule set. The the King Domino, then, to go back to that. How mm-hmm. What's the scoring system like? Because I do like a nice competitive game. Um, uh, I'm quite competitive. Mm-hmm. How do you score points? What do you do? So if you imagine that there's about five different types of territories. So you have, like, your fields, you have your sea, you have, I think it's marshland. And each one you will score for each area of contiguous, so uh, adjacent, that you can kind of line up with each other orthogonally. It's lots of different words. But basically, if they're touching, you can score it. Um, And then you score based on the number of squares in that area times by the number of these crowns that are on some of the tiles. And then that's literally it. It's just areas by crowns and that's whatever yeah. multipliers. How many squares you've got multiplied by how many crowns are in that area. And you just and do it. that for your entire territory and then whoever has the most get, wins. Is it kind of like Tetrisy in a way? Yeah. So RNG and depending on the board and what comes up and where the crowns are. So the so RNG is mitigated based on the fact that you're able to pick so each tile, each round there are four tiles available if you're playing with four or two players. Uh, and what will happen is you will take your little king or queen and you'll place them on one of those tiles. And that's essentially like bagsying it. And then what will happen is you're going to bring out another four and then you're going to move your queen onto the next tile. But what will happen is each tile is numbered between 1 and 48. The lower number, so ones, are theoretically worse, as it were. They might not be, they might not have any crowns, they might be just generally lesser scoring or a more common type of terrain that won't score as many points. And what will happen is the person that has has their piece on the lowest numbered uh, terrain tile, essentially, is the one that goes next. And so you'll kind of go through, so everyone will pick their next tile, Mm. add it to the board, and then you're able to control what piece you're getting and when you get the next pick. So there is a bit of RNG. So basically, Mm. if you're going for the good stuff, then you're getting last pick of the stuff next turn. So like Mm. the the better stuff you get kind of balances out with uh, other players getting opportunities, which is great because I, I I am a big proponent of sitting on the big numbers and then cursing the player next as they take everything I want from the next <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and you need that kind of I catch up myself you need the catch up mechanics as well and if you mm. need to just catch up if you don't want to be taking any risks so you can just take the fast options yeah, yeah. Um, and because everybody knows what's on the board there's no like hidden information it means that you can be like oh I see what Dickie's going for therefore that piece is going to do really well for them and it'll do okay for me but it might mean that I win as a result of taking it I had a big argument about catch-up mechanics the other day. Someone <laughs> saying, like, if you can't lose a game on the first turn, it's not worth playing. Oh, wow. And, and like, that is, for me, a horrible approach to take. But, like, uh, some of those heavy Euros and kind of those really meaty, like brass, I guess, you could kind of, like, lose yeah. on the first turn. Mm. But, like, uh, that puts the living fear into me. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, especially for a long game. I don't want to play for three hours, make a, one mistake... And be done. Oh, it, God, and yeah. then you're just a passenger. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Like, this is the worst feeling. It's just a waste of time, isn't it? That's the thing with Monopoly. Mm. There is a winner. The, yeah, like, yeah. and there's a you loser. See it. And, and, and it, you just have to sit and take it. And same with risk. So I don't know about, like, about risk, because you're, whoever's got the most troops is going to win, really, um, and the most territories. And that's what I love about Twilight Imperium. And I promise I will stop talking about Twilight Imperium. <laughs> <laughs> this is sponsored by Twilight Imperium. Buy yours. Uh, no, so I mean, send me one, please. Uh, <laughs> it's um, uh, it's not about... F- so w- one of my friends, Eddie, he's from Liverpool, mm. and he stirs the pot. He's like, are you going to take that? He's just taking your planet. Stop <laughs> taking that. And he causes this big war. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're right. And but, he will just sit there mm-hmm. and and come out with like a term where I'll just get loads of victory points, hidden victory, mm-hmm. public victory points. That's, that's one of my favourite things. Like a lot of people approach that game as if it's like a war game where you have to conquer as much territory as possible. But mm-hmm. that doesn't help you at all. Getting stuck into a war with your neighbour is just going to slow you down. You need to just tick your boxes, get your victory points, be strong enough so that no one wants to invade you. But mm-hmm. yeah, just treating it like risk and trying to like go over the whole galaxy is just going to get everyone ganging up on you and you're not going to get any points. It's, it's as much a political game as it is a... Um, like a like a numbers game, you gotta you gotta yeah you know you gotta fly under everyone's radar, distract people, get them fighting each other, slow everyone down. Absolutely. I love it. The problem is that when you own a board game cafe or you are 
you play with a few people. I mean, we're going to be playing with other people in the board game cafe. Mm. Uh, and so when that kind of comes up, instantaneously I have a, a target on my back and nobody <laughs> wants to negotiate with me. I'm pretty sure I've played a Twilight Imperium game where I just, I wanted to table flip at one point during it because I'm like, no one will actually just, they're all backstabbing me. What's going on? I had this agreement here and now I don't. It yeah. was just crazy. Reputation's a big thing. Like yeah. You got, yeah. But like, I kind of like, the, the catch-up mechanic in Twilight Imperium is just that it lasts for 16 hours. Like, you, you, like, you've kind of got some space to come back into the game at that point. You know, like, there's the ebb and flow in there. We had a game where I, I actually listened to a podcast and just to help me, and I won the game, I was Sol, and then the next day, I, I was on such a high, I played with randomers on Tabletop Simulator. Oh, wow. And it was the worst idea. I was hungover. Oh, it was a no. Sunday. <laughs> and they recognised me as a weak opponent. So I... I, and do you know on a table you have to be kind of subtle about talking and whispering or whatever, mm. whatever. but on TTS everyone's just typing to each other and you can just hear everyone oh, typing just private messages all the time and I was being like moulded I was being like <laughs> I was being manipulated so much from everyone yeah. and I couldn't back out like three hours in I'd fi- I'd, I'd had oh, enough yeah. but there's nothing I could do I had to just sit there yeah. it was horrible um, and that is one thing as well what I love about board games is that social element of it and maybe mm. have some food or have a drink or whatever with your friends mm-hmm. and I do as great as TTS is and was over lockdown I do definitely prefer playing games yeah there's no substitute mm. to actually playing it in real life yeah I was having a conversation uh, with Frank who creates uh, Isle of Cats actually oh cool. uh, he was talking about cooperative games mm. and how there's something lost on something like uh, TTS or so that's tabletop simulator mm-hmm. or board game arena as well because if you're playing a co-op game it's all about that social aspect talking to people Mm. trying to figure out what your next move is but if all you're doing is staring at a screen and you don't get that Mm. social feeling then it it, it's just why are you playing it's not it's not the same experience at all it's a lot easier to duck out or to like tab out and you're doing something else and Mm. like i've played with some people i won't name any names again but (laughs) i've played with some people who the etiquette of board games is when it's not your turn figuring out your turn yeah and then when it's your turn so we played oh what's the alien game where it's on the alien ship oh nemesis nemesis yeah, yeah. so we played nemesis and each turn should take what three minutes and some people were taking half an hour on this Hot, that's not a that's... game where you have to do a lot in your turn like that's ridiculous mm. and it'd go around to them and they were like oh it's my turn and they'd be thinking for 10 minutes and it's like the general etiquette is you figure out your turn and when mm. it's your turn you can go so it doesn't last mm. for a zillion hours mm. uh and i think with with tabletop simulator people do just they tab out they're doing something else i'm just gonna i'm just gonna make a cup of tea or Mm. i'm just gonna go for a pee all right and then they just go on so you just sat there waiting yeah um so yeah but it's a lot better in person isn't it Mm. Yeah, yeah absolutely i mean there are a few games where you can take your turn or you're waiting, you're like, I absolutely know 100% what I'm doing. And then mm. the board state changes just yeah. before your turn. And, and that's like a regular thing. Yeah, that is frustrating. There are a lot of games where I feel like I've planned it out, but then something that was on available to buy now isn't available to yeah, buy. And I've got yeah. to completely rethink what and I want to do. The worst thing about that for me is the guilt. I'm like, oh God, now I have a long term. It's <laughs> shame. The shame. The shame. Like, I'm so sorry. I, I had this thing, but now I don't have this thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, especially if you like misunderstand it and you're like, yeah. it's like a big turn. And it's like, no, you can't do that. And it's like, oh, oh, oh no, yeah, I can't. Been there. That's me and playing Brass Birmingham. Because I, I can literally teach the rules. I know exactly what's going on. But with the implementation, I always forget that one thing where I'm like, oh, this is how I do it. I think actually Ben knows this as well. Like, here I'm going. They're like, no, can you just explain that turn? And you've missed this very fundamental issue that's going on here. Take your entire turn again, please. It's it's not very intuitive, Brass Birmingham. You just no. Have to know. Yeah, yeah. The worst we had, again, in Twilight Period was <laughs> I dropped one of my cards. I think it was like a secret objective or something. Mm. And I dropped it and I couldn't find it. And I couldn't remember what it, what it was. <laughs> We were looking for half an hour. It'd fallen into an empty packet of crisps. <laughs> oh, no. uh, it was just a nightmare. We well, like, at least you found it. That could have easily been thrown away oh, and yeah, lost definitely. forever. Yeah. Maybe you thought it was just one of the extra gifts that you used to get in like packets of quavers. <laughs> yeah, a little salt packet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I, 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 I like the, the idea of that um, of King Dom- Domino, okay. Dragomino, even better. Um, so back to liberation. Mm-hmm. How is it? Have you got like an element of um, of like bluffing and mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah, as the as the rebel player, obviously you've got this one card that's removed from the game that's your base. So you don't want to cycle through every card because eventually the empire will figure out. Hang on, planet B. I just it's the only card I haven't seen. They must be there. So you have to hold on to a few other planets to keep them out of circulation. Um, and there's certain abilities you can only do either adjacent to your base or a card that's in your hand. So you're giving. You have to give the empire some information about where you are based on where you're attacking from um so you have to be quite careful about not giving away too much information Other, um so you have to get just enough attacks in but don't attack too many times because then they'll know where all your attacks are coming from just by a process of elimination so you're kind of like leaving a paper trail mm-hmm. okay. what's the win condition then um if the empire attacks the rebel base they win mm-hmm. and if the rebels survive until all the cards are gone okay then they win cool I do like the idea. I just love the idea that it's just in my wallet. Mm. I'm quite forgetful, and I forget my lunch sometimes. <laughs> I forgot my lunch today, actually. I'm in a minute soup. Um, and, yeah, I can just pop it in my wallet. Um, it's really cool as well, the fact that you can just... You, you, there's sometimes when you're like, oh, I wish I had a board game right now, and this, like you said, there's Monopoly and there's nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But to be able to whip it out, um, really cool. I really like that idea. Cool. It's one of those where everyone always expects me to carry some form of board game with me. I'm like, I didn't, have, I didn't bring a bag. Maybe I need to have more wallet games. So, do you have any board games with you right now? I don't, but Dickie does. I, I always travel with board games. Like, if there's a silence at a point, people just look at me and be like, what do you want us to play? <laughs> I was literally at a, a, a wedding the other day, and my, uh, I was wearing a kilt, and I was like, what have you got in your spar? And oh, I've got, I've got... Uh, Nessie's Tridentity and I've got this game and I've got another one. <laughs> I like I that you've got like, a Nessie themed game for your... In the kill. In yeah. the kill. <laughs> so, yeah, you've got to keep it yeah. thematic. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about immersion in games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, do kilts have pockets? Yeah. So you've got a, a Sporran, a, a sporran right? um, in front, which... Um, it's, it's, uh, I can't stress this strongly enough it is not a purse <laughs> um, I feel like the fact that you have to say that when no one asks <laughs> no, I mean you know you've got Welsh and, Welsh and English around the table it's not a purse um, but yeah so like there's, there's room enough for keys, phone and a couple of board games which mm. is great like, what, so did you take did, did you have it in that bag yeah, in the not purse in the, in the not purse in the yeah, not sorry, no. <laughs> I love that I love that I, I, I respect the um, the uh, commitment but yeah you know it was a it was a wedding there's always time between courses and stuff so yeah yeah, yeah. nice god I wish I'd brought board games to the last wedding I was at it just went on and on and on were you playing literally yeah. during the ceremony when they were doing the rap <laughs> <laughs> oh, not quite not quite that bad like I think the only thing you could have got away with was maybe the mind something played in silence but no yeah this was this was between between main course and dessert the perfect time mm. in my opinion for board games wait is the mind which is the mind is when you move the when you move the when you put the numbers down yeah, yeah. The, the, you play in silence you have to put the numbers down yeah what is the game where you say halt and you go oh I don't you know. put like you're putting things down and you say halt to stop and you go halt and then like it's, you put one down I don't know that oh, one I don't know this this sounds amazing is, that is a great game but that's the only word you can say is halt I'll find out and mm. there's an advanced version of mind or is, is that yes the mind extreme right oh. where you're playing numbers going from 50 to 1 and then 1 to 50 in opposite directions oh wow which is brutal yeah that like, sounds a lot harder yeah it's uh, it's it's too intense for the likes of I. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great game though, and sometimes yeah. you're like looking at. It. Sometimes someone's like giving you time, mm. saying numbers like seven, because the heart, the mind is it's like you're you're going up in numbers and you don't know what everyone's got. And but mm. yes, yeah, so if anyone plays a number out of sequence, the game ends. So you all have to. If you've got like a high number in your hand, you have to wait until someone's played some low numbers. But if you wait a long time and no one's played anything, then you're like, well, maybe I can put my high number down for anyone who hasn't played it. But sometimes I've played with people where like the number's seven and they've got a nine and they're waiting for ages and you've got like a 15 (laughs) and they're waiting for ages and you're like, oh, okay, fine. You put it down and they're like, oh, and it's like, why didn't you put it down? It's a nine. It is is amazing how differently people can get out of sync in that game. Like I've seen it too many times, like someone waiting three seconds and playing a 73, just like the the panic and fear in their eyes. You maniac. But you do get, as a group, get in sync after a couple of games. It is quite amazing how it can get everyone on the same wavelength quite quickly. I would almost say though, it's not a board game for board gamers. 
in mm. some respects because whenever I've, I've talked to some people they're like yeah but all you do is everyone just counts in their head and then you start laying down cards and they like they try and gamify it and you're like that's not quite how it works and that's not going to be how you solve this oh, don't try and solve this game just play <laughs> with the other people yeah, we're, we're really getting it. into these terms now like because I've got a friend that says it's not a game it's an experience <laughs> it's like what is, what is tabletop what is board game what is experience like, we've got yeah, homework to do separating these out yeah that's uh we'll we'll have that answer at the next part <laughs> but yeah so I'd, I had a mate when we were playing nemesis and he like was insisting on like counting through like the cards and seeing and like figuring out the odds of oh, getting like a good wow. card and it's like well actually like there's probably a uh 37 chance for me and it's like just pick a card this is why he was taking half an hour on his goes though right it was oh I'm, i just literally said i've never played board games. i hope he's not listening <laughs> I've, I've said it before but maths is the enemy of fun well i think you've got to pick a winner down okay so. so it is it's, it's a tough one now i like i like liberation i like the idea that it can fit my wallet i like space everyone likes space who doesn't like space mm. um and yeah a little bit of rp uh but not too much i think that is really fun um classic i've played before and i think that i i enjoy it it's fun i can't say i'm very good at it but mm. When we're 50 meters in the sky, we've got plenty of time to practice. Um, so yeah, I do. I do like the idea. It fits on the good perfectly. Um, and King Domino, the competitiveness and the replayability. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the repetitiveness? Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sounds great. It sounds like someone you can just session, and it won't get old. Um, so they're all good options. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go with Clask. It is, oh, for me, the punch. perfect game, the perfect option. Um, that it'll fit perfectly. It's magnets. It's great for people. You can have tournaments. It's something mm-hmm. you'd want to play on your lunch breaks. And I think it's completely fit for purpose. I think if, if there was a campaign to try and, you know, get people who work on skyscrapers into board games <laughs> class would be the face of it <laughs> nice i can see them being up there having a beer and playing class oh mm. for sure yeah yeah yeah. it's unfortunate that dicky now has to go in his uh best safety gear <laughs> and teach us the hutch heights yeah yeah like, good luck <laughs> and just uh go up and pull the spare balls out my sparring as well that'd be great yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah you're good in a kilt right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so suddenly now the people below are having a hazard as well yeah oh gosh that's adds a hundred more complications it's the management with their binoculars that's the one you have to watch out for oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are they doing up there oh no <laughs> oh they're on a lunch break again oh crap um can i ask just quickly about the kilt mm-hmm. were you wearing anything underneath well much as in there's a line between tabletop and board games, there's mm. a line between kilt and skirt, and I'll let you work out the rest. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the only difference between a kilt and a skirt. Right? <laughs> it's all in the pleats. Uh, and with that... I think we are done. So thank you very much for coming on, Daff. Uh, I won't be inviting you back again because you didn't pick my board game. But beyond that, <laughs> I think today's point goes towards Dickie. Well done. Well done. Cool. Thanks for having me on. I yeah. had loads of fun. It's good to have you. Thanks um, for coming, man. I'm going to play all of the board games uh, that we mentioned and mm. Twilight Imperium 4. <laughs> again, <laughs> you weren't ba- burned by the 16-hour trip, so that was pretty great. No, I had a really good time. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. Mm. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.